0: Thanks for tuning in, here it comes again. <laughs> oh, 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 oh my gosh! I'm back and you didn't think I was gonna be back, did you? Well, I'm back. Hi, how's it going? How have you been? It's been an awful year for a lot of people, right? Yeah. I have a lot of clutter in my head and I figured it would be a good time to throw out another mental dump and uh, here it is. Things have obviously been incredibly slow with the podcast and music for the last several months due to the COVID and It's more recently pushed back because of work that my wife and I were orchestrating for the past few months around the house. We've had foundation work, a garage renovation, new roof, new gutters, and hopefully a new fence soon, and maybe even a little kitchen remodel. Neat stuff. The foundation work caused all of the stuff in two bedrooms, a bathroom, and a closet to all go into my studio for several weeks and it was quite crammed but it's mostly all back in order now and I've just been writing stuff here and there and waiting for this moment so let's get down to it you know first I have to mention that I saw yesterday morning a glitch in the matrix what do you mean at 5:40 a.m. On my way to Blue Ridge, Texas, from Terrell, Texas, probably approaching the Levon area, I guess. I was looking to the right side of the road and I saw a firework, firework, firewood stand through a chain link fence. And as I was looking at it, it's like a six foot by six foot square around the sign that said firewood skipped like a pixel glitch or something. I wish I could explain that in a better way. Maybe in my field of vision, while in motion, as you're driving, you know, things are just moving, but you have a frame that you're looking at. So within that frame, there was a six by six pixel that seemed to lag just a fraction of a second. (laughs) So it's like part of the sign Part of the table that it was sitting on and part of the whatever was behind the sign, just a little bit of it, six by six section, totally skipped for just 0.001 seconds. Either I'm a robot, not real, or we're in the Matrix. Speaking of driving around, let's start with driving, because you all know that I always have something to say about people on the road, as do a lot of people. There are just so many things that people do incorrectly and disrespectfully on the road and it is wild as heck. Let me just make a couple of suggestions and recommendations. Item one, use your turn signal. It's a strange concept, I know, but just do it. Every time you turn, you should use it. Even when no one is there, use your turn signal. Maybe even when you turn into your driveway or the alley going to your driveway maybe just flip that little switch there and give somebody a blink blink just in case they're there somewhere the thing is is doing that every time you turn will help form a habit of using your turn signal when you turn so you don't have to think about it every time you pull up to an intersection you automatically signal where you're going to go because it's just habitual at that point that would be creating a fantastic habit and I'm pretty sure everyone on the road will appreciate it. Item two, if you are going to look at your phone at a red light, make sure it's for something absolutely necessary or just don't do it at all. Just as I mentioned about forming a good habit of using your turn signal every time you turn, when you pull your phone out at the red light, you are subconsciously forming a similar habit to whenever you stop somewhere. You just reach for your phone. That is not a good habit. I don't care how multitask capable you think you are, you are genuinely distracted if you're looking away from the road and the lights and the signals and other drivers. Obviously, the more distracted you are, the higher chance of incident you have. You might accidentally rear-end someone in front of you or cause someone to rear-end you because you should be going forward instead of being mesmerized by your device. And for what? That little dopamine hit? To get pissed off at some random person's opinion on Facebook before you take off? Gross. If something is truly that urgent, it isn't likely going to be a text or email or something on social media. That would be time for a phone call. So, just don't do it. Item 3. Learn how to merge properly in traffic and when dealing with lane closures. People that go around everyone, off to the side and race to the front, They're half right and half wrong, right? No? If you do that because there's plenty of room for you to merge without anyone stopping or whatever, I would say you're probably in the right. But if you try and aggressively cut in line and cause a whole line of cars behind you to tap or smash their brakes, you're definitely in the wrong. Look up the Zipper Method and try to understand how all that works. It's pretty simple. Part of the Zipper Method is eliminating your ego and impatience. You have to understand when to yield and when someone else should yield to you. But if someone else doesn't yield to you because they don't know what the shit they're doing, or they just don't care or whatever, that's where the real challenge comes in. Don't react and fuck everybody else by merging too aggressively and causing everyone to hit their brakes and then you just blame it on the person in front of you that didn't yield. You could just wait for the next part of the zipper to open, in how many ever seconds that is, and you will have helped everyone behind you instead of screwing them over. Hmm? Item four. I honestly do not care about your concrete position of the highway's left lane being the fast lane. I'm pretty certain it's for passing and passing safely at that. The lane is certainly more occupied by fast drivers. I'm totally good with that. But let's say I get over to the left lane to pass three vehicles in the middle lane. The speed limit is 70. We'll say those cars in the middle lane are going about 65 to 68, which is why I'm passing. I hit about 75 to help get past them fairly quickly but I'm not trying to flirt with the chance of greeting a cop with a radar right down the road. Well, as I pass the first of three vehicles, some random car or truck comes up in my rear view, easily going 80 or 85. They insert their vehicle's nose directly up my truck's ass and assume I will be motivated to go even faster. Well, how about you fuck off and read the room? Maybe I'm not intentionally in this lane to go super fast or to keep others from going fast. Maybe you're just going too fucking fast for no fucking reason. If it's an emergency, you will go around or do what you have to do. You're not just going to get on someone's ass and expect them to break the law because that's exactly what you're doing. When you get on someone's ass, regardless of your own justification, you are creating a more dangerous situation. You know this you are likely angering or even scaring the individual in front of you, which leads to unsafe driving. If they panic or slam on their brakes or something that you couldn't see because your fucking nose is in their ass, you have no time to react, then you'll probably run into them, probably try to defend your position by saying they weren't going fast enough when they were already going 5 to 10 over the limit. I mean, I don't know, maybe you think I'm a baby about this, but actually I think the complete opposite. I think that the people that ride other people's asses on the highway when these people can't physically get over is a big baby move. Big crybaby gets what big crybaby wants. Big crybaby probably wants to get McDonald's. Just be respectful on the road. You have no clue who you are dealing with. Someone might have a gun ready to point at you. Someone might have a sick child vomiting in the back seat someone might have just gotten their license yesterday, someone might have just gotten word that their mom died or their wife died or whatever. Don't assume everyone is in a hurry as much as you are or is as experienced on the road as you are. Driving together safely on the road is straight up a team effort. I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this in another podcast as well, but think about driving on a Two lane road that puts you inches away from someone driving the opposite direction, likely at well over 60 miles an hour. You are entrusting your life to every person that drives past you on this road. All it takes is a split second to look away from the road, and before you know it, you're across the divider and into oncoming traffic. But back to my point about the passing lane if someone isn't physically able to get over for another, I don't know, quarter mile or less, maybe because of other vehicles in their way, and they're already going faster than the speed limit, then just don't get on their ass and try to force them to go even faster. Just check your perspective and make sure you aren't just being a fucking dick. (sighs) All right, that's enough for the driving stuff. Let's move on to some sanitation. Regardless of COVID times, I want to mention germs in general to address the grossness that some people apparently don't realize when serving people at restaurants. An example would be putting sliced fruit in drinks. Like a slice of lime in a margarita. I kind of don't want it in there, you know? I have no idea if that lime was washed well, or at all, or who touched it last, or whatever. I'd rather squeeze the lime and get the juice in there without fishing through my drink to get it. Kind of... I... Eh, not so recently, but recently witnessed a waitress at a restaurant bring out a can of beer inside of a drinking glass. I thought, okay, maybe she's bringing it in the glass so the person can grab the can directly with their own hands. Like, you know, I don't want to touch the can and you touch it. No. She pulled the can out of the glass and then started pouring the beer into the glass. Where was the can? <laughs> you know, who knows who had their hands on it. But maybe it was straight out of a box, which is probably great. But what if it was set down somewhere on a dirty counter or on the floor? Took it out of the box and put it on the floor. What if somebody sneezed on it or something? Ugh, gross. I mean, little things like that. Or uh, I don't know if you go to Starbucks, but the tops that they made not too long ago that you don't have to have a straw with or it's open, they use their hands to push down on the top. Their, Their palms that are sweating, probably. And they push the top down right where your mouth goes, you know? Doesn't does Do we not think that's gross? That's sick. <laughs> I don't really think I'm a germaphobe or anything or whatever the uh, actual term is. But um, I pay more attention to that stuff. And that's not just because of COVID. It's just as I I feel like I'm more and more aware of my surroundings. And that's just one thing that I notice. Watching people do things. And then it makes me think a little bit more in depth when I do things. If someone's watching me. Anyway we're going to get to the COVID stuff. So let's just go there. I don't want to spend too much time talking about masks or COVID, but I will mention how ridiculous some people look by arguing about something and making every excuse possible and using every screenshot and meme they can find in order to make them feel justified in being an asshole looking down on others. I just have to ask what side of history are you looking to be on? Are you wanting to be remembered as someone who sacrificed a little bit of discomfort by wearing a mask? Or would you rather be on the side that opposes something that helps other people and could be a large part of what gets us through everything? What if six months from now we realized that we were all a bit wrong on how it spreads and it turns out that masks would have helped much, much better with everything if everyone actually participated? That would have to make you feel a certain way. And even if we find out six months from now that masks were completely useless and maybe even worse in some situations, I don't really think that feeling would be the same. In one scenario, I think you would feel like an asshole and the other would just feel like they wasted a lot of breath and inconvenienced themselves and maybe spent a lot of time arguing with people. But I think intention plays a huge role here. One intends to help others and themselves, while the other cares more about their freedom to not wear a mask, regardless of any sort of science other than that one study someone did. Someone posted on Facebook several weeks back and asked people what rights they feel are being infringed upon during this time, and I would like to share my comment on that thread. I think some people are using the case of infringement as a guise for fear on either side of the fence, I can see fear as a motive. Fear of the government controlling you, fear of getting sick, fear of getting others sick, fear of giving the impression that you are a sheep, etc. Once again, intention is everything. If you intend to help people by wearing a mask, good on you. If you don't, that's fine as well as long as you practice other measures to reduce the chance of spread and exposure. However, If you go as far as to push or criticize those people for wearing masks because of anything other than it being harmful to yourself and or others, it just seems useless to argue about and causes me to question your intent. I see a whole lot of cloth, bandana, non-surgical masks don't work, followed up with a meme or screenshot of something that some other random person on the internet created. Where's the peer-reviewed data to confirm anything? Where's any video from studies on this? Where is the actual proof of any kind of masks being 100% useless? It's like those people don't magically see people coughing and sneezing into their hands all day long. You don't think a mask would help that one specific thing at all? Even if non-surgical masks were scientifically proven without a shadow of doubt to only work like 15%, people would still call it worthless. Then go buy lottery tickets. (laughs) That was the comment I left on that thread. I don't remember if anything else came about from that but that's what i said and that's how i feel so people still don't seem to understand that masks were never really mentioned anywhere that i recall to be 100 percent effective no matter what type and they certainly weren't advertised as keeping you covid free it's always been about helping contain the surge of sick people at one time reducing exposure i see people wearing masks then lowering the mask to talk Loudly, as though the person in front of them they're talking to can't hear them through the mask or something. Sure, it makes you mumble in some situations depending on your mask, but uh, that's not the case here. Another complaint I see from people that aren't for masks or whatever is that they see mask wearers touching their face too much, touching or touching their mask too much, or reusing the mask too many times or whatever the case. But all of those examples are not an argument for not wearing masks. That's an argument for people being uneducated about mask wearing. They don't know how to use a mask, obviously. I'll just add on here and give an example of my current situation at work. If you don't know, I'm a plumbing superintendent and I do commercial plumbing. One of my guys just tested positive for COVID. And this guy happens to be one of the worst about wearing a mask, not wearing a mask, whatever, when close to others and generally tends to talk loudly and closely. That fact alone has put me at a higher risk as he comes into my job trailer every now and then and has a habit of lingering. So I went to get tested today and we'll hopefully have some results soon. I'll still be going to work Monday morning, but I'm just going to have to keep my guys out of office trailer and keep my distance more than normal until I get my results hopefully two to three days is what they says says two to three days is what they says so maybe it doesn't necessarily have to be a statewide mandate or whatever for mask wearing rather than an intense recommendation and the recommendation being backed with a plethora of scientific evidence about masks and mask safety and efficiency or whatever. I mean, we've had several months to figure a lot of things out. But I just think it's common sense to stand back and watch people talk to each other and see how much stuff (laughs) flies out of their mouth when they talk. And you think that masks won't help that at all. Even if it's helping just one aspect of it. How can you say that it's worthless or... Stupid masks are not really what are what's affecting the economy. It's it's being shut down is what's affecting the economy, and we could just keep things going and heavily enforce masks. Of course, that would really piss people off, but we're still doing our normal day activities. So it's like walking around all day long with a monkey on your back or something, bites your ears and you know pisses on your back, but. If you can still live your normal life all, the, all day long, terrible analogy, if you can live your life normally, but just have one little inconvenience versus everybody arguing and not following any sort of recommendations or anything and us being locked down for that much longer, I don't see that being the logical way out. There's just too much nuance involved there where some people could be wearing the mask for several hours or put in a position where you're just in and out somewhere and wearing a mask for a very short period of time. Those two people will have very different outlooks about this. The person wearing it for several hours should probably have a few different masks to use throughout the day versus someone with minimal contact only needing it here and there throughout the day. Once again, we really do just lack the general information that we really should have at this point. We've been dealing with this for quite a while now, and it seems like there would be more data or information shown all across the world versus several different groups of people looking at several different directions for several different tests from several different studies or opinions or whatever the case. We're, we're just stuck rummaging through an overload of information that can hardly be fully approved or disapproved by anyone with authority. I don't even know what more to say other than just use your best judgment and don't let fear of losing freedom completely cloud your morals and empathy for the rest of the world. I listened recently to Bob Woodward on Dax Shepard's podcast, the uh, armchair expert. I actually got Woodward's book about Trump. I'm about halfway through at this point in time. In the podcast, they talked about how Trump knew the severity of COVID allegedly around early February and That there was also talk from a journalist who had been in China for seven years, revealing rumors of an upcoming pandemic. That was the first I've heard of anything other than just pure speculation that the virus was planned. If Trump knew that the virus was going to be as big of a problem as it has been, is it because it was revealed that China had gone through most of it already? Or was it not really that bad there? And it's just what we were told. Or perhaps something similarly sinister. Anyway, it's a it's an interesting book and they talk about it in the podcast a little bit. But I'm not taking anything as complete truth, obviously. I'm just reading it to get a perspective of someone who is in the same room with Trump many, many times and has been doing journalism for other presidents and I just find it interesting. So continuing with Trump, I mean, it's way late now, but I made a bunch of notes while watching the presidential debates, and I'd still kind of like to share some of those. I mean, people are still going around praising Trump with rallies and parades after he allegedly lost. At the time of recording this, the election hasn't been proven to be completely falsified or rigged or anything like that. So I think those people still riding the fake election train seem a bit, delusional. Sorry if that hurts your feelings, but maybe I'm not reading all the things that you're reading or seeing everything you're seeing, but I'm definitely not going to assume anything until something has been brought to light. Anyway, here are my debate notes. You can skip this if you're tired of hearing about that stuff. Obviously, I'm going to let you know what minute mark to skip to after editing this thing. Debate one. Ten minutes in and Trump cannot stop talking. So he's talking over the moderator and making smart-ass comments about debating the moderator and how it's not surprising. It isn't surprising. That in itself isn't surprising. (laughs) Just the same. He says Pocahontas referring to Elizabeth Warren while interrupting a question directed to Biden. Then insulting him about being last in his class and barely beating Bernie. Just being... The standard bully that he is, normally. People were poking fun at Joe Biden for saying, Will you shut up, man? After Trump stepped all over his answer to the moderator. They should have just turned mics off. We've all established that by now. But it's supposed to be a direct answer, not an open discussion. Biden is also assuming quite a few things about Trump and his character, which can seem very true at first, but are still speculation and lead to unnecessary remarks. Trump asks Biden to hush because he thinks he's being talked over. Okay, hypocrite. Trump, of course, called COVID the China plague. It never ends with the jabs and insults with him. If we knew everything that he knew, and perhaps knew that there was some sort of evidence or proven facts that it was indeed intentionally released by China, the insults really wouldn't be as big of an issue. But I don't know what he knows, so it just comes off racially charged and very condescending. If there truly is absolute proof that china planned or had something to do with the severity of this virus in here and in other places i would have a completely different opinion about trump calling it the china virus i think it's a negative thing to say but i could totally understand being frustrated in knowing the true origin if it had been china and expressing that frustration by calling it that name but until there's more light shining there, I think Trump calling it the China virus is still ridiculous and unnecessary. I do admire the point Trump brought up about divorce rates and alcoholism rate rising as something to pay attention to with things being shut down. But he, of course, lost me when he starts bragging about that he brought back football. And, you know, the people of Ohio are very proud of me. It's crazy how many times you hear, Mr. President, Mr. President, Mr. President, while the freaking dingus still just talks over and over and louder. Biden's response about racism and talking about how many African Americans die from COVID because of Trump was pretty silly. Just sounded like filler. Trump had a good point about Portland not asking for government help because of following the radical left and not wanting law and order. Not saying that Biden or the left is guilty there, but Joe did seem a little shy when that law enforcement stuff was mentioned. Biden's response to the question about The police not being charged in Breonna Taylor's case was pretty decent. It was mostly a shit show. And that's pretty much all I wrote for it. So moving on to Trump getting coronavirus. He allegedly caught it. He caught the COVID. And he apparently was better and claims to be all fixed up after seeing some top doctors that taught him a lot about the virus, which I thought he already knew a lot about, right? If that's the case, why wasn't he informed about this stuff before that? They couldn't tell him all this until he got COVID. Anyway, he gave a speech on the balcony of the White House that caused some ruckus with the media because he wasn't wearing a mask or whatever. And some people would rebuttal with, well, if other people were wearing masks, they should be okay, right? I thought masks work. (laughs) Yes, smart ass. Masks help reduce the chances of getting the virus, but it's not a guaranteed preventative. And if you know that you have the virus... You're supposed to be in quarantine. It's not even worth discussing. We already talked about that anyway. He was apparently much better after four days and likely better after a shit ton of special treatment and medications only available to the rich and powerful president. I think it's super silly how whenever he talks about things, he has to insert something about himself as being above average in some way. He quickly mentions maybe he's immune. Who knows? Who knows? There's no guarantee that anyone has long-lasting immunity, or even temporary immunity, once having the virus. Not that I've seen. I could be wrong. I hope I am wrong, because that would be great. People say that it's karma, or that they simply want him to die or suffer after announcing that he had the virus, which is, man, that's pretty despicable. I totally understand the frustration, and you know the irony, I guess, in a way, but come on. It's not really healthy, or definitely not commendable to wish death or intense illness upon someone unless perhaps you've been given proof that they murdered and tortured people or something. But still, come on. People are still arguing about Trump as a person and as a president as far as thinking he's a good candidate to keep an office or whatever. And I still see so many people very angrily defending Trump no matter what. Someone might say, that he's a racist or a bigot or a misogynist or whatever. And the Trump defender will of course ask for proof, even though they've already seen most of the proof of anything because it's all been thrown out already. They just don't see it as proof or justification because it's like they're under some sort of spell. seems like, I don't know if you have compassion, empathy, logic or logical thinking or are capable of logical thinking, I don't understand how you could hear this man talk and say that he's a great leader, or president, or even a great all-around human being. And of course, those who defend him will just attack Biden or whoever is on the other side of Trump opposing him by criticizing something that they said or did all the same, which is understandable to an extent. But what is happening is that they are ignoring the accusation or dismissing the opportunity to think deeply about it. I listened to one of Dave Rubin's podcasts where he was kind of defending Trump's comments from the balcony about him being a leader and telling everyone to not let the virus dominate you. And I guess it's just a matter of what lens you're looking through because I understood his logic and what he was trying to say that was good or correct or meaningful from Trump's speech. But I can tell by the tone of Trump's voice and the way he's wording things, that he's not likely to mean some of those things the way Dave Rubin was interpreting them. But that's certainly my own opinion, and I could be completely incorrect. It's just hard to believe sometimes, with Trump's general attitude and his track record of being a human on this planet, to think that he genuinely cares about the majority of the American people, more than the thought of him just not looking good on the record. I'm pretty sure his thought process is that He just wants to be known as one of the best presidents ever, maybe even of the world or the universe, perhaps. Who knows? All that's just my opinion. But if you take out the bipartisanship and ignore the party aspects of everything, it's just hard to think that he is any sort of great leader or role model for children or quote unquote presidential To me, what it boils down to when going back and forth with people or debating someone on Trump being good or not, I'm not purely focused on economy, bills and laws and some of the issues that affect us as a whole as much as commenting on him as an individual who represents this entire nation. People defend that and defend him, which is more of what bothers me personally to some or a lot of dudes, I could see them looking up to him in a way just because he seems like he might be cool to hang out with or he doesn't really have a filter when he talks. He makes fun of people and they could maybe see a little bit of themselves in him in some way. And, you know, it's it's like a, a campfire attitude, you know, just hanging out with the boys or whatever. I can go hang out around a campfire with people just like that, but those people treat others with more respect and Don't walk around with that campfire personality 24-7. Anyway, back to the reviews. I have a review of the VP debate as well. Just real quick. Obviously, they talked over each other, talking past their cutoff line, all that same shit. (laughs) Harris said, excuse me, I'm talking in a very stern way, which could be commended if she hadn't stepped on his toes while talking all the same. Hypocritical and disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Pence stepped over the line at almost every two-minute interval, but I will say that he was at least calm and collective while sharing a point. Harris totally sidestepped when discussing the health of the presidential candidates being important and took it to Trump's taxes and him being in debt for $400 million. I don't know the details there or the factual evidence behind it, but she did have a good point about the public knowing who the president is in debt to just to ensure there isn't anything influencing his decisions or hindering his decisions because of some sort of outstanding debt. Sidestepping the question about the health of Joe Biden is definitely a red flag, though. She sounded super bitchy when saying, I'm speaking, I'm speaking, yet interrupted just the same. Two examples of why the debate format is garbage here is Harris saying that the economy is a disaster and Pence saying Obamacare is terrible. Both of those accusations deserve to be halted and give me a few reasons why that is your assessment. I say that because a lot of people hear that kind of stuff while their political party biases echo in their head and they just nod in agreement or shake their head in disagreement when those generalized opinions might not even be accurate. It's like saying, there are thousands and thousands of people that blah, blah, blah. Then you take the time and effort to research the issue only to find that there are 280 people, not thousands and thousands. But someone not able to do the research or not willing to do the research, they hear thousands and thousands, take it to heart, and spread that information when it's not even accurate. The inaccuracies are what really destroy the debate format. Pence says if we get back into the Paris Agreement and Green New Deal, it would increase energy costs, and literally crush American jobs. How so? I genuinely do not know, and I genuinely wonder how so. I mean, how many other people are like me and do not know? Do they just nod and agree? Do you question? Do you, do you really know? I mean, that's awesome if you do. I hope people do, and I'm just an idiot. I, I don't know. I just can't hear that sentence and know what it means, and that makes me think, yep, I'm going to vote for that side or not vote for that other side. I, I don't know. That's where we need to stop and ask what statements mean. Why, why do you say that? He said they lowered CO2 levels through innovation and said other countries within Paris Agreement have higher CO2 levels still. Is that true? What kind of innovation was, was there? Pence said with confidence that China is directly to blame for the coronavirus. And I really wish I knew How he knows that? I want to know. I think we all deserve to know. Because if he knows that for a fact, that means he knows the exact origin of where it came from and how it started and how it spread. If he can't give details on that, that is another flat-out lie. Harris said that the Trump administration pulled the pandemic relief team that had panels of scientists and Pence claims that is not true. Harris got all worked up while talking about Trump not caring about veterans and put her hand up to the moderator, like, shh, uh, shh, while the moderator was speaking up to let her know her time was up. It's unfortunate that they can't complete a sentence or thought, but they also take too much time taking jabs at one another and avoiding giving answers to direct questions. The way Pence just smoothed his way over the moderator by talking when he wasn't allowed to, and even after she gives in and says, He has another 15 seconds. He says, I'm going to need more than that. (laughs) What? She finally talked over him enough to remind them that she's trying very hard to do what she's supposed to do, which is enforce the simple rules that were agreed upon by each organization. And neither one of them had the decency to apologize for overstepping and making things harder. Pence completely avoided the question about abortion to talk about Trump taking out Soleimani. He said it needed to be heard. Whatever. Whatever. Well, why don't you just have Trump tweet about it or something and simply answer the question that was asked in this debate? Harris at least addressed the question eventually after a quick rebuttal of what Pence said. See, that just causes more wasted time. She still went over her time just like Pence. It's all the same shit. It's one thing to feel like you have to complete a thought or point or sentence. But to keep adding in other points and just trying to ramble on isn't necessary. Once again, I totally get how annoying and stupid the debate format is, but you signed up to play a simple game and can't even follow the simple rules of stopping when you're supposed to. You also feel entitled enough to speak over the person who is there to make sure you follow those rules. They were getting really testy towards the end and walked all over the moderator. The moderator eventually asked Pence about Trump's transfer of power if Biden wins, and once again, he uses the time to brag about their administration and to criticize Hillary Clinton's campaign, and other stuff that doesn't even answer the question whatsoever. The debate ended with an essay from an 8th grader asking, If our leaders can't get along, how do you expect the citizens to get along? I think Pence had a pretty good response to that, but I hated the fact that he still had to step over his time after the moderator said thank you, and he had a chance to end it without overstepping the time. He totally could have stopped. Harris stepped over her time just the same, of course. It is almost infuriating to watch two grown adults that can't play by the rules when competing for such a prestigious and powerful position. I didn't make many notes on the second presidential debate, but here is what I had. They were asked, what would you do in the next phase of handling COVID? Trump says we are weeks away from announcing a vaccine that is quote-unquote, ready. Trump says he has one particular general ready to go when the vials of vaccine are ready. What does that even mean? I never saw anything about that. Then he brags, saying, they say I'm immune. I'm immune. I've been congratulated by other countries on what we've done. I'm not a very good Trump impersonator. Biden at least gives a lot of examples of what he would open up or do to actually answer the question instead of just bragging about immunity or being congratulated for something. That's all I have for that. It was pretty stupid. All the same crap. So, you know, let's just move on from that. That was quite a bit of politicking and it's, I'm, I'm kind of numb to it now, honestly, but let's move on to negativity. So I'm connected with a few people online and see other people. I don't know posting about what they hate instead of I guess in place of sharing what they like or love, they share what they hate. So I've shared plenty of times my hatred for mosquitoes because they fucking suck. Nobody likes mosquitoes. So I'm not sharing my opinion of hating mosquitoes while putting someone down, if that makes sense. So by saying I hate Star Trek, I choose Star Wars, you know? But I'm not going to share a lot of stuff about how cool Star Wars is. I'm going to share more stuff about how much Star Trek sucks. I I think that's silly. Why would you do that? Sometimes when you share stuff like that, it's kind of funny. You know, maybe that's what it is. You're just sharing something funny. You're poking fun at somebody. But is it really a better thing to put out into the world than just sharing things that make you happy? I mean, maybe share something that makes you happy and wait for someone else to come in that's negative. You might share something about Star Wars and someone else says Star Trek is better and Star Wars sucks ass. And that the feeling that you get right there, that's the negativity. That's the same thing that you put out there when you share your opinion about something, negative opinion about something, that someone else does care for, you know? And of course, yeah, keep scrolling or delete me, whatever. But come on. What is the benefit of doing that, you know? I don't know. I just want to get along with everybody. So on the subject of negativity, you know, we often talk about how we collectively focus on negative comments and the things that make us angry when dealing with social media and sometimes in person as well. So you post something that you worked really hard on. And got nothing but praise from all of your friends except somebody decided to give some in-depth criticism that was we'll say a little overblown and you can't stop thinking about it now you have 100 likes 56 comments but only one of those 56 comments is a bad one and that's the one you focus on why do we focus on the bad ones and the bad things that we hear about ourselves Even though they could be totally exaggerated or even untrue, we still focus on them and let it completely ruin our mood or even our day. Basically, it seems like humans are drawn towards negativity or something that triggers that emotional response. Either way, I was thinking the other day that a negative comment isn't the only thing that can be hurtful to your mental health like that. For example, let's say you post a mediocre piece of music or art that in all fairness isn't really that fantastic. So maybe you get a handful of likes and one word comments like, nice, cool, great. But you also receive several negative comments that tell you how much better you could have done or how you butchered the song or whatever. And for some reason, those negative comments don't really hit you that hard. There's several of them. There's several good, several bad. But then you have one person that comes in and tells you how wonderful it was, how amazing it was, how it was the best version of that song they've ever heard. And they love your voice and they love your playing or whatever it is that you did. And that's the one thing that gets stuck in your head. Of course, it's not terrible to have a nice thought stuck in your head, but that nice thought could also give you a bit of false hope or it can make you think that you are better than you are. And that might lead to you not working on improving anything or wanting to listen to much critique, or it could, lead to something along those lines. I think that kind of positive comment is actually a negative comment if you were just trying to be overly nice because you probably don't even really feel that way and that actually means you're lying, which is negative, not positive. In that situation, sometimes it would probably be better to just not say anything at all or just say, nice, cool. I have observed people on Facebook laugh-reacting and making Pretty awful comments towards people who get COVID and still say to wear a mask. Somewhat recently, it was the guitarist from Black Veil Brides. Sure, most of the metal community doesn't really care for them, but damn. Regardless of your maybe ridiculous political leanings that obviously infect your basic human decency, making a mockery of someone's misfortune as they're suffering is abhorrent. I don't care how much of a troll you like to be on social media, it's downright ugly. And I kind of judge the shit out of your lack of compassion. Speaking of compassion and lack thereof, I've been compiling a photo album of a bunch of screenshots from social media over the last few months. And I've labeled this album Division. I'd kind of like to read through some of those. I'm not going to say names or throw anyone under the bus. And I'm not intentionally taking anything out of context. I just want to highlight some stuff. So here we go. Here's a meme. If you are driving alone in your car, still wearing a mask, you don't need to put a Biden sticker on your bumper. We already know. <laughs> LOL. Um, yeah, it's funny. But why? Whereas some people would say, "Hey, it's funny, you share it because it's funny. Well, the person that shared it isn't always sharing stuff because it's funny. There's an agenda behind it. So that's what I mean by intention. Someone shared a Twitter thing of violence in de and the caption is this is the left that was the caption this is the left I, I i read the article like there's where where do you get that assessment it's just it's so hateful and I, I don't understand what is the point what good does it do to say that to throw that out there there was another meme someone shared i guess this is deanna lorraine gop activist it says we need more young people like Kyle Rittenhouse and less like Greta Thunberg. <laughs> Even if you don't think climate change is real and you think she's just a nut job, she hasn't shot anybody. Uh, you know? <laughs> Whatever. Uh, this is someone that I deleted on Facebook because I got really tired of seeing the anti-mask stuff because it was just, once again, intention. It's, it wasn't good. There was a picture posted a a selfie saying that she was in a store without a mask and she was just showing that it was an inflammatory post there were people arguing and she welcomed it so you know she i think she defended it saying she was just posting a selfie and blah 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 but i mean come on with the captions and everything no that's just silly yeah somebody sharing something from (laughs) joe biden from 1977 that said uh, a jungle, a racial jungle, talking about integrating black kids in schools. Dude, I don't know. That's so long ago. I mean, I've said things within the past 10 years that I wish I'd never said. Whatever. I get it. I, I understand. Higher standard. But then again, who the fuck is the president right now, huh? Yeah. Higher standard. And then there was the guy that Blocked me on Facebook. That's, uh, I mean, obviously was having a mental breakdown or something, and pro- maybe still is, I guess. But he deleted me because I uh, approached him trying to calm him down on Facebook because every post he makes is in all capitals and he talks so horribly to people who are pro Trump or anti maskers or anti COVID or just whatever. You know, I, I can disagree with that all day long and, you know, have a conversation still about it. And I'm still agnostic to pretty much anything and everything. I don't believe in anything enough to shout at someone in all capitals through text and basically say, fuck you, every other sentence. I don't know where that comes from, but I can't do that. And I just tried to help the dude calm down, you know, uh, offered up my, my suggestion, opinion, whatever, you know, he, he didn't ask for it. Sure. Kick it back, but there's no ill intent. And, there, that's that. There's that word again, intent, intention. But anyway, just all I got to say to that dude is, wow, man. I hope when everything calms down that you can calm down with it and everything will be cool. And I, I hope you're okay. Ah, there was one thing that I saved in here that wasn't divisive. It was actually pretty cool. There were two people arguing, one of which I know, and I would have to say probably conservative Republican, I would say, and there was, we'll say the complete opposite. I was actually waiting for fireworks, but they never came. And this conservative dude, he said, that's a very interesting take on it and a view I haven't heard before. I appreciate your input. I appreciate your input could be you know, misconstrued or taken wrong, but to say that that's a very interesting take on it and a view I haven't heard before, that is such a better response than most of the shit that I see every day. You know, they, they said back, it's been a real pleasure talking with you. I hope the conversation was productive. And he replied, it gives me more to think about. That being said, I do believe it was. That's awesome. What a great uh, interaction. That's the kind of stuff I want to see and hear about. And then someone posted the Confederate flag. And this post that was shared was from 2015 for one thing it says, I challenge all my friends on Facebook to repost this to show that we will not back down from our heritage. And, you know, and she says, funny how many people I've pissed off. This flag does not represent slavery to anyone. And if you know me, I'm anything but racist. This flag represents a divided country and Southern pride. The Civil War was not about slavery. Do please take a history class and learn what this flag once stood for before the left twisted the truth and made it all about their lives. I mean, I don't know. I don't have a history book here, but I just, I commented on that and just, you know, why, why share it though? Why, what, what is the point of sharing it? Because anyone who shares that flag now knows what kind of backlash is coming. Not to say that it's all backlash. It depends on your echo chamber you've created, but you know, there's going to be some backlash and you know, you're posting it to get it. Just want to argue or you just want to be edgy or whatever. Oh, and then uh, this is a weird situation. I was in a frog group because I like frogs and stuff, you know, and somebody posted a picture of them. It was, uh, I believe, two ladies or I'm assuming they identify with ladies, females. What I'm not sure. But they had a shirt with frogs on it that says, fuck the police. All cops are bastards. So, you know, I get I get the whole "fuck the police" thing, you know, because that saying has been around for a long time, and you know, you can just throw it around as whatever. But the whole "all cops are bastards," I just fuck man, I can't get on board with that. I can't. I don't know all cops, so I can't say they're all bastards. You know, is that uh, incorrect? I mean, why why do you think that that's okay? I don't. I don't know that I've seen any argument that I say. You know what? That is a good thing to say and throw out. All cops are bastards. I hope all the children of this this nation see that and just think that. And nobody ever becomes a cop. <laughs> I don't see how that's productive in any way. So that's why it's in the Division album. Because it's creating division and I don't like it. It divided me from that fucking group for tolerating it. Because someone said something in retaliation, which I wasn't going to say. I'm, I'm not upset about it. I'm not offended. I just don't agree with it. And the fact that 99% of the comments were in favor of that, and it was almost like there was a secret agenda of the entire group there, I didn't want any part of it. So, man, sorry. Oh, here's another meme. Why does Obama hate America and everyone seems okay with that? But Trump loves America and people hate that. Where does that even come from? What is that? What made someone type that? And then what made someone share that? It's just so weird to me. Like that's that's the generalization you get. This guy says, I believe the Dems colluded with China to release the coronavirus, all in an attempt to create misdirection and illegally overthrow the election. Who else believes this? I've heard that quite a few times. And so they released it to the entire world so the U.S. suffers somehow. Um, Okay, sure. Can you show your work? That's so annoying with people that, you know, say, do your research. Show your work, motherfucker. (laughs) I'll do some research, but did you do research or are you spouting something you read 15 minutes ago on one random person's page? I think that's probably more accurate. Yeah, you know, that's a That's an assumption, sure. But I'm sure people assume that about me and where I come from and what where my opinions derive from. But I listen to a fuck ton of podcasts. I read a lot of articles. I don't just click on a headline and and run with it for the rest of the week or share shit from five years ago without even realizing it was five years old. I'm not saying that I know everything or that I'm right or whatever. I just I don't know. I don't know how much is being consumed from other people to gather their opinions. It's the it's it's like a I don't know. I don't even know if that was a productive section, but I had to say some of it, and I didn't share some because it's, it's hard to explain without imagery involved, and it's just basically, stop enhancing division. Your team is not better than the other team. Both teams fucking suck. <laughs> we need to work together. We have to meet in the middle what do you do in a relationship? You work together. What do you do in a team somewhere or group project or something? You work together in a band. You work together. I mean, sometimes you got one person doing a lot of the stuff or, you know, one person being a fucking control freak or whatever, but a lot of times it's, it's a group effort. You work together. You figure things out. You can't just clash the entire time. That's why bands break up. That's why people break up. That's why things don't work. You have to compromise. You have to communicate. You have to work together. We can't do that all while intensely grabbing our side and saying that it's right no matter what comes out of it. You can't just justify everything as being right because it aligns with your likes and dislikes. You have to think beyond that. All right, let's move on to something different. Psychedelics. Gary Letterman... Laterman Laderman, I can't remember, was on Joe Rogan recently, and he talked about his expertise and views regarding his studies around death and mortality and psychedelic drugs and non-psychedelic drugs. People don't seem to agree with legalizing drugs like Oregon recently decriminalizing all drugs and mushrooms being legal in Colorado. And I'm sure that's just a lifelong indoctrination of drugs being bad in general. In the interview, Joe Rogan said one specific thing that stood out to me as a very simple and generic perspective that might take you a minute to really think about from outside your normal box. You might just hear it, and it goes in one ear and out the other. But think about it. Just think about it from a general perspective. Don't think about you. Don't think about someone else. Just in general. He said, human beings are somehow preventing other human beings from having non-lethal experiences that have proven to be incredibly transcendent and change people's lives for the better. Human beings are somehow preventing other human beings from having non-lethal experiences that have proven to be incredibly transcendent and change people's lives for the better. As I said a minute ago, I don't really like the do your research comment, but seriously, do some research if you think all drugs are terrible and legalizing any of them would be a terrible idea. Especially do this research if you somehow think alcohol is totally okay and a better or safer option than weed or mushrooms. I would love to know how you think that it's better. You know how sometimes people get caught saying something or doing something that most of us think is extremely rude or gross or whatever judgment we inherently feel? Have you ever had moments in your life where your current mind space doesn't really seem very considerate of others because of something that you are dwelling on or going through or heavily considering or whatever. And it somehow blurs everything around you. I can almost guarantee in those kinds of moments, we've said or done or thought things that weren't necessarily a reflection of our true selves. And had it been advertised, it would reflect poorly upon us, but wouldn't and shouldn't be an exact representation of you as a person. We seem to overlook human decency and critical thinking more and more when dealing with a phrase someone said one time in their life, or the way they talked to someone, or treated someone at one particular time in their life, and we don't consider everything that led to that moment, or what kind of environment someone was raised in. We don't seem to have the compassion we once had. We've been pushed into an extremely impatient world where you can order something online and have it on your doorstep within a few hours. Seriously, Amazon will do that. Everything is instant. Gain instant access to Instagram instantly. If you take some time to think critically about that kind of stuff, it's super easy to see the future of our society being super close to the emotionless and robotic populations you see in dystopian type movies. The movie equilibrium comes to mind. The one with uh, Christian Bale and the medicated population with laws against feeling. Another would be the demolition man type of civilization where you can't curse or have physical contact with each other and all unhealthy food is illegal. It's actually really scary to think about. It just feels like we're not just politically divided, but divided in general. And it has so much to do with technology, social media. I wonder what kind of eye issues our younger generations have or will have since they're basically born into a device driven world, you know, phones and tablet screens in your face since the moment you're able to open your eyes. I wonder if there will be some sort of eyeball evolution over the next few generations. We can change the temperature of what we see, like warm and cold or adjust the tint or something. I've said a lot of stuff here and could probably say much more, but let's just wrap this up. I'd like to close with encouragement for everyone to please be more aware of what people are going through around you. Not a whole lot has changed for me since the lockdown, but I know it has changed drastically for a lot of people, and that leaves many people with so much more stress and struggles and battles. They didn't even think they were going to have to fight, and likely on top of who knows what other kind of normal life struggles. Just be as considerate as possible to everyone that just might be having a harder time than you. I hope to start having guests again soon and the podcast's coming out more consistently again, but we'll see what happens. If you have anything you'd like to hear me elaborate on or get my opinion on, or if you want to be on the podcast. Uh, I only have a couple of people that have been on my list for a while that I had to push off earlier this year that I will still try to get on. But if you're interested, reach out and maybe we can set something up. As always, thank you for listening. I love you all and I will see you again soon. Bye. Bye. Rusty's Escape Pod. It's a steak pie.